0: Everything that Jesus did and how Jesus did it that you are not doing. So that we will align our lives to Jesus 100%. Isn't it? I didn't hear you say yes. So what I'm saying therefore is that Whenever you have an opportunity to speak unto God, especially when we have a, a corp, if we, if we are speak corporately. Listen to me. Let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard. Can I read this to you? There's a time to be silent. There's a time to speak out. May you not be silent when you ought to speak out. I will gather now. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 23, chapter um, um, uh, uh, 3, chapter 4, verse 23. Chapter 4, verse 23. Let's read it together. The next verse. Did they do with their voices? Yeah. May Satan not silence your voice. Yeah. Look at Hebrew chapter, chapter 5 and 7. Shall we read it together? Okay, so let us read it together. I want to go. what did he make what kind of cry he cried aloud isn't it may satan never silence your voice may you not have to cry because of pain i pray for you again maybe you didn't hear me i said may you not have to cry aloud because of pain there are some people that you only hear their cry when they are in pain terrible pain but i'm saying this you because You mustn't miss out when God is moving. There's a time to pray silently. There's a time to speak quietly. But there's a time to cry aloud. There's a time to shout aloud. Because when the time to shout comes, if you keep quiet, you miss it. You miss it. It is not, a Christian don't shout all the time. Jesus didn't cry aloud all the time. But there's a time to cry aloud. That's a time to shout aloud. Let me tell you what happened in that Acts chapter chapter 4 we read. Go to verse 30 of it. After they cried aloud, what happened? We're going to read it together. What is their cry? No, let's read from verse 29. Verse 29, then we get it. So... You know what happened was that they put a siege on them. They banned them by law, God's people, not to speak again in the name of Jesus. In England, we are very close to that. When you'll be told that you cannot evangelize on the streets. Two of us went to jail. Two white Englishmen were put in, they 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 were almost put in jail last year because they were preaching from King James Version of the Bible, And an Iranian Muslim in Brighton called for police to arrest a Caucasian English person in in his father's ancestral land. That he, the Iranian said he was offended by King James Version quotation and the police arrested him in England. I'm not talking about story. I'm involved with the organization that is dealing with that. And they took him to court and they called against him. Under what law? British law. But thank God for those of us who have decided to go into law so that we can fight the cause of the defenseless. And they took it to court. The Christian concern. And they overturned that verdict. But overturning the verdict is not my concern. My concern is, is this not a, a, you know, United Kingdom? Is this not a Christian country? How dare a, a a judge rule against King James Bible. Then you have more complication in the second stage. A Caucasian whose ancestral land he is here, somebody who came as a foreigner and given the privilege now because of religious stand have more right in English legal system above an ancestral occasion that is more complex if that happened last year it was to test the waters a time is coming that they will ban you and I from preaching and in those days you will cry aloud you need to know this story to understand why these people cried I'm not talking about Nigeria or Sudan I'm not talking about Arab Emirates I'm talking about Britain, Christian country. So, they banned these people from preaching the gospel. So, that's why they had to cry aloud to God. But when they cry, when people cry to God aloud, what happens? Look at the next verse. They prayed and said, stretch out your hands to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, I think I would, I would take up my message from today in, from there into the message. These are Christians, not apostles praying. Apostles have confronted the, the government of their day. But this is the church now. After the apostles reported to the church, the reaction of the church was not silent, was crying out. I we together now? And when they cried out, they cried out, sensible. What we need, stretch out your hand to heal and perform what? Miraculous signs and wonders through who? Amen. So that your evangelism every Saturday will be, will be, will be accompanied by miracles, not the apostles, not through the apostles and through everybody who prays Jesus. Your evangelism in your office, your evangelism in your, in your, in the streets, in the bus and everything. They pray to God that, look, do something different so that these people will shut their mouths. We can't confront them. They are the ruler. They are the head of the law. They have made the law. How can we confront the law? We cannot breach the law, but we can overturn the law. By a manifestation of your power, which you do through us. Now, they were not praying against witches or wizards or for healing or deliverance. They were praying for manifestation of God's promise. Okay? Look at what happened in the next verse. <clears throat> Shall we read together, please? many people were filled with the Holy Spirit? Excuse me. How many church members were filled with the Holy Spirit there? All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So, it is this week, you if you are here and you have never understood or encountered what is called by being filled with the Holy Ghost, tonight, you can have one. You didn't hear what I said. The whole church of God must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every Christian must be filled with the Holy Spirit. But the state of mind by which you ask God is what determines it. Whatever you set your heart to understand, that's what man understands. Whatever you set your heart to gain on earth, that's what you gain. And so here it is clear. It says they were offered with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. But it says, the place where they were meeting was shaking. Excuse me, brethren. Anything less than this is no church. So, tonight, let your expectation be that. So, what is God really saying to us this week? The Lord started to, to you know, speak to us this week from the book of Matthew 5:14. Jesus says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill... Cannot be hid. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl; instead, they put it they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We have ten things that we got from these these three verses. Ten major things that Jesus was saying. But for tonight, if you weren't in the meeting over the past two days, go get the tape and look at it because I want to move deeper into deeper waters today. But something that you must have in your mind today is along throughout the week. Jesus said to us, you are the light of the world. That is Christians. You are a city. You are not just a human being. You You are the capacity of a city. And Jesus said, a city that is built on a hill, you are built on the hill by the Lord. So you cannot be hidden once you are born again. And he says, it's not that we would light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Any Christian, anybody who is a Christian is the light of the world and light cannot be hidden. Put light under the, the bowl and you will still be seeing the light. Put it under the table, you will still be seeing the light. You cannot have light in a dark room and put the light under the table. And Jesus says, in understanding, He said, He said, they put him on the stand and he gives light to everyone. And we recognize that a Christian have to affect everybody around him all the time. In your office, you should be unique. People will only recognize you as a Christian when they see your light shining. But if in a place your light does not shine, you will be put under. Those are Christians that they trample underfoot. And we looked at the previous verse before, Jesus said you are the salt of the earth. He said, but when the salt loses its taste, it is of no good at all. Then he said it will be thrown down underfoot. Any Christian in his office and all around thrown down is because your light is not shining. Your salt has become meat. Because salt is supposed to preserve meat, And bring forth the taste of meat not to become meat but having said that there is something interesting that the Lord showed us yesterday which is the from today to Friday that will lead us into some other things Jesus said yesterday to us in the book of John chapter 9 verse 1 to verse 5 something happened in that scripture and Jesus made a declaration He says, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth, born blind. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And then Jesus answered, neither this man or his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of the Lord might be displayed in his life. And then Jesus said, As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent us. Night comes when no one can walk. And verse 5. Shall we do it together, please? While I'm in the world. world. Now understand this. Jesus said in that John, While I am in the world. I am the light of the world. Then he said in the Matthew five fourteen to 16 You are the light of the world. Now what I helped people to understand yesterday was that this story in John 10, Jesus qualified his being light of the world by limiting it to why he is on earth. He said why I am, chapter 9 verse 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Which means, therefore, the moment Jesus ascended, then your reign and my reign as light began. Can you see what I'm saying? Come on, if you if you say with me, Jesus said in this in this uh, report, "While I am on earth," but Jesus is no more on earth now. So, because Jesus knew he will be leaving this world and he will be ascending on high, he, before he left, he said, while I am on earth, I am the light. But while I am gone, you are the light of the world. And our own light is not qualified or limited. He said, we are the light of the world. Now, this is it. Let us look at the context in which Jesus said, I am the light of the world. It is a situation whereby a boy born blind was brought to him. And Jesus gave sight, he healed that boy born blind. Now, so, if Jesus, having healed a blind boy born blind, now said, I am the light of the world as long as I am in the world. It means, therefore, Jesus clearly helps us to know. Anyone who will continue to be the light of the world will do the same thing. Yes? I can't understand. I'm preaching to English audience. Because you guys are so educated. Let me talk logics. Jesus never said he's the light of the world until... They brought a blind boy to him. Okay? If you respond to me on time, you will shorten my preaching time. If you don't, I have to make sure you are with me. And if it takes us to midnight, this, this is a, a, we will only do this once in a year. Hallelujah. Amen. The Word of God, I can teach it for 24 hours. Non-stop. Now, agree with me. Then we can move from that stage. Because if you don't know this stage, you can't understand the next stage. Now, Jesus had done so many things, but this day they brought him a blind boy, born blind, born deformed, born blind. The disciples said, Jesus, they were concerned about who sinned for this thing to happen. And I help you understand, this is the way the world thinks. Unfortunately, it is the way many Christians think today. Why? 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 What do you want to do with Why? How many why's that you understand will really solve the problem? We're not interested in why, we're interested in solution. And I helped you understand yesterday, there are many people who have sicknesses and problems and situations, and some ministers or Christians have told you that because your father was sin, that your grandfather sin, sinned, the sins of your generation caused all this. Jesus said here, yeah, nonsense is all this stuff. Excuse me. If I'm sick, I'm sick. I'm not interested in why am I sick. I'm interested in being healed. I've never seen anybody. Jesus said that, well, it is the forefather's sins that caused this. Never. Never. Understanding that sin can bring affliction. Your own sin can bring you affliction, not your forefather's sin. Okay? Your forefather cannot sleep with a person who has AIDS. And then you catch the AIDS. No, the soul that's in it, he shall die. I will get now. You can't suffer for what your forefathers have done once you are born again. But how said this, Jesus now said to them that neither of these people sin. Today I'll be talking to you about the mind of Christ. (laughs) Jesus said that, look, none of the factors apply. It's not because of the sin of the boy, because he was born blind anyway. Neither is did because of the sin of the forefathers, but it is by God. God allowed this so that God can be glorified. And I say to you, whenever you confront issues in your life, never accept from anybody that is a punishment for anything, but understand in your heart, God will only permit this, that God may glorify himself. Yes. You do understand. I say your tribulation will turn to glory. Yes. That's what I'm telling you. Your challenges will give God glory. That that should be your frame of mind. But then, Jesus now healed the boy. And having healed the boy, he now said, I did this because I am the light. I give light because I am the light of the world. So therefore, if Jesus now handed the towel of light to you, and now say, you are now the light of the world don't you understand what Jesus did when he claimed to be light every light therefore can do amen. Amen. I don't like that sure. amen. amen good is anybody who doubt that before we go ahead okay now so yesterday I'm still talking about yesterday at university. I haven't started preaching no? okay so let's keep going so yesterday, therefore, we recognise that Jesus hung the towel to you and laid the templates of what it means. Yes. So now, what is light, and where did he come from? John one, one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The next verse. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. Alright? In Him was what? And that life is what? The light of men. So we understand yesterday that light comes from life. L I F E light came from life life gave birth to light all right and the bible tells you that light comes from the word in him was life life did not exist anywhere but in him and when the time came the life that was in Christ came out of Christ and he gave light. Hey. Which means in the light is the life. Anyone of you who did science will understand with me. Everything that live on earth live because of light. Take the light out of existence, every life will come to an end. It's a matter of a time clock. That's the reason why, when night falls, men sleep. Birds sleep. Leaves sleep. But when light arises, life come back. Man rises from their grave. Animals rises from their grave. And plants rise from their grave too. So, in christ is life out of him life light came and that light now is you which means in you and i is life of god and it is through the life of god in us that we can give light to mankind now let me help you understand look at verse five it says The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Or, the other translation says, and darkness cannot comprehend it. And another translation says, darkness cannot overcome it. If anybody doesn't understand that, he cannot understand anything in this world. Because, anywhere there is darkness, the moment you switch on light, do you see darkness again? So, the Bible is not speaking metaphorically here. It's speaking categorically. It says, the light shines in what? The light shines in... The light shines in... And darkness cannot... He cannot understand him. Which means, if you know meta if you now, uh, if you now, uh, no, 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 no. If we apply this directly, we will understand that. Light, darkness, light, darkness, darkness goes. Switch on light, darkness is no more. Now, if you now decide that the word darkness is a metaphor, And the word light is a metaphor. And you apply that to the synonym of darkness, which people sometimes call evil spirits or powers of evil. And also, in fact, the lights to be God's people. Is that not directly saying it is impossible for anyone who is in the dark world to comprehend anyone who is in the light? Is that not really saying to you, if people are occult and they are in this this room doing all their gyms and stuff like that, and a light comes in, all the darkness does what? Disappear. You don't need to say in the name of Jesus for that to happen. So if a Christian enters into a place where occults were and they were shouting and they were messing about, and you enter into the place. And that Christian has said, in the name of Jesus. is because he's afraid, because he does not know who he is. Because there is no light that shouts for him to shine. Light does not shout to extinguish darkness. It only shines. Let me say this to you. A lot of Christians have been bamboos in their brain. light so. From the day we were born, Satan began to lie to us. From culture, from parents, from friends, from uncle, everybody deceived by the devil. And they are passing the deception to us. But what Jesus comes to do, he tore the veil so that you and I can see through. So that you can... garbage, garbage all those stuff you have been taught and look at the word of God if the word of God does not say something you cannot believe it even if your father says so but the problem of many Christians is this you continue to live in the ignorance of your forefathers the time for freedom is now the light shines in darkness that is the reason why when Paul came into the temple of Artemis in, in Athens, he, he said that we know these things are no God. He went from one idol place to the other idol place. He went, to, from one idol, he went to the temple, he didn't pray. He didn't fast because he knew that he had nothing. How can you call something what God says they are nothing? And then he came to them and said, I see that you people are looking for God. And I see that you are very, very religious in your heart. He said, but I was going from one temple of your God to another. I found a temple that is empty. And you wrote to it the unknown God. That unknown God I bring to you. Everybody got saved. Look, I went to Greece. And a minister took me to took us around Greece. And I was shocked when the minister was telling me when we stood where Paul preached, the Sermon of Atemians. We were standing on that spot. And the minister was telling me that, Apostle, ah, look at that mountain there. It is the mountain of Zeus. And look at the other mountain there. It is the mountain of this. And here, it is the shrine that Paul preached. All those idols are there. And was telling me how when intercessors come to Athens, they will point their hand to the triangle and they will begin to bind the Spirit there and bind the Spirit in that place and buying all the spirit there. So he was telling me, expecting that as an apostle of the Lord, I should speak against those spirits. And he was so zealous. This is what has happened to them before I came to Greece. All ministers all over the world who have come, they have told them all those triangles. And those ministers who have spoken to those triangles. And when he told me all those triangles, you know what I said? I said, I look at that place, I cannot see a demon there. I look at the other mountain there, I can't see any spirit there. Uh, Do you see one? He said, No. I said, This other mountain, I can't see any spirit there. I only see uh, uh, columns standing, ancient columns standing. And they were looking at me. I said, Therefore, how can I back where there is no need for it? How can I pray over a spirit that does not exist? I said, From the day Paul came here, and Paul said that there is no spirit, till today, it is so. You want me to acknowledge devil that does not exist? It is lack of knowledge. I say, see that place you are calling Zeus? It would be the best place to pray. Their remains may be there, which is the column of the temple. When Paul preached there, if they were there before Paul came, as a light, as he entered, they run away. It is like the all the uh, the, the places I went in Nigeria, that they said that they had voodoo and also. Did you hear voodoo the animal? Ah, no, 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 no. Go ask them in the forest of Ahogiri. Which voodoo? When I enter the forbidden forest, we don't need to pray. Every demon takes to their heels if they were there. But are they not the thing that some have been taught that you have to fast so much to, to pray? You have to really pray before you face them. Let me tell you, oh godless man, walking in a wayward way, cleanse your heart and walk with the living one. The light shines in darkness. The darkness cannot understand. What about Christians who believe that some witches and wizards are destroying, uh, affecting them? How can darkness affect light? This is what I'm still talking about. My Bible tells me that darkness cannot affect light. And my, my common sense tells me when you switch on light in the darkness, there is no more dark. I've never seen a place where a bulb was put on and darkness switched the bulb off. So, how can a Christian believe different? When Jesus said, as long as I'm on earth, I am the light. Now I have learned you are the light. Do you know the, reason, the, thing, the only thing that can make light to be trampled? If you don't shine your light. That's why I say, let your light shine. Now, therefore, I looked at the life of Jesus to see how, how did Jesus make it? It's not only Jesus. I saw that many others too, they did the same thing. And I found out that the reason why Jesus could shine his light is because of his mind. The mind of Christ. I will open this to you today and tomorrow we will go deep into it. The mind of Christ. Look at the book of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 16. No, let's look at verse 9 first. Look at what it says in verse 9. Shall we read it together, please? However, as it is written, hold it. Do you love the Lord? Yes. Come on, say yes to me. Yes. So, God prepared something for you because you love Jesus. No eyes are seen it. Not for pastors, but for Those who love Jesus Christ. Not for apostle or bishop or pope. The Bible says, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. There is something you should hear from the Holy Spirit that no other person can hear. There is something you will know from the Holy Spirit no other person can know. That's the reason why when Holy Spirit comes and breathes upon us now and we are prophesying, everybody will say something different. Because we will deal with various areas that he reveals to us. That is the church of the living God. All right? But he says, No man has conceived what God had prepared for those who love him. Huh? Eh? But the kind of mind cannot understand it. Look at the next verse. I love it. But God has revealed us, revealed it to us by what? By His Holy Spirit. And that scripture is past tense. God has revealed it already to us. So it is in your spirit. Yes? And it says, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Which means there is nothing about your life you want to know that you cannot access. Because you pray, and God will deposit it into your spirit. Because it's the spirit of God that deposits it. Spirit will speak to the spirit. But what comes to your understanding is what comes from your spirit through your mind to your understanding. Now, human spirits will speak to human mind. Yes? You have just finished lecture, you know, the lecture of mind in the Bible in your home group this month. Now you are you are you are looking at the power of imagination. Now I'll give you more stuff on that. You are more than what you think you are. Satan doesn't want you to understand it. Satan is nothing. You are greater. But the day you understand it, Satan loses. That's what I want you to understand. Okay? That's what Jesus says, therefore, that God revealed it by the Holy Spirit. Now, if God revealed it by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit said the deep things of God. Okay? Look at the next verse. For who among men knows the thought of a man except the spirit, the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except by what? But if you check the previous verse and this, then you understand that you can know the thoughts of God, because if the spirit of God reveals to you, and the spirit of God that knows the thoughts of God. That means those who love God, the Spirit of God, will reveal to them the thoughts of God. And the word no I have seen, no mind has conceived, is talking about God's thoughts. I will together now. Now let me say this to you. God's thought about you is quite compound. He thinks about your family. He thinks about your personal life. He thinks about your body. He thinks about what you eat. He thinks about what you do. You want to do exams, he thinks about it. You do business, he thinks about it. God has thought over every activity that a man is engaged in. Is it not interesting? But if you are born again and you love God, you can access every chamber of thought that God has for you. I would together now. But someone asked me, but why is it that life for many Christians are miserable? That's what I'm talking to you. God begged every lie they told you. Read the Bible and believe it. Satan is the propounder of life. He is very, very cunning. For two months I was teaching you about spell, how he operates. So therefore, if this scripture says that the Holy Spirit knows the mind of the thoughts of God, look at verse 16, therefore, from there. It says, for who has known the mind of the Lord, that is his thinking, that he may instruct him, but you have the mind of christ so what is he saying then you can know the mind of your god because who has known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but you have the mind of christ <clears throat> that's what to have me understand a young child born again can know the mind of christ and the mind of christ is the thoughts of god I will together. Now, let me now begin to take you through the mind of Christ. I will take you through one today. I wanted to really teach you on one. I look at another human being who operated like that. So that you cannot think that, oh, no man can attain it. I'm, I'm going to look at the men in the Old Testament who attained that mind of Christ, though they were under the law. When there was no grace. And if people in the Old Testament can attain that height... Talk less you that the Holy Spirit lives inside you you must change the way you think and you must change your deeds Jesus said that let your deed be seen by men you must change what you think about yourself your thinking should be like this you are a, you are the light you are a city God brought you to the kingdom so that you will affect every life around you. Every life must be affected. Every life must be affected. You will. It, when you see problem in this country, United Kingdom, don't think about who will solve it. See yourself as the solution. Then God cannot make you the solution. You are more than what you think you are. Let me help you with this. So, it says here that... We have the mind of Christ. <clears throat> so we understand that the mind of Christ can understand the thoughts of God. Ten more minutes, I will stop. Let's examine the mind of Christ. John chapter 1, that verse 9, chapter 9, sorry, from verse 1 to 5, I told you the story, isn't it? If you look at the arguments in verse 3. verse 2 and verse 3, he says his disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned, the man or his parents? Verse 3, neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said, but that God, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed. Now, you can see the mind of flesh and the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ does not always think the way humans think. Human beings are always looking for faults. God is looking for grace and mercy. I we gather now. Don't think like your mates. Think like Jesus. Oh, you cannot achieve this. Who told you that? If they cannot achieve it, the difference between you and them is this. You have inside you life and the light. They don't. Oh, I'm a Christian too. That is the reason why he's not. Because there is no light who can paint that I am a light. No, we see light by their function. What are you talking about? I'm a Christian, I speak in tongues. That is useless. If your life does not show that you are of Christ, you are not of Christ, but you do attend the meeting with those who are of Christ. Because we don't know Christians by coming to church. We know them by their thinking. And their thinking is what instructs their behavior. Many come to church today, they are not born again, really. Many pastors, bishops, archbishop, apostle, prophet, teacher, not born again at all. Oh, someone says that they are anointed. Cherub, se, se, uh, Satan was more anointed than man. He was the anointed cherub. Look, in heaven, not every angel have access to go to the presence of the Father since God created them some of them had never been to that region and I tell you that I, I was there I mean I can tell you I've been there a number of times now the cherubs that stand in the presence of the father are privileged but Lucifer is not that he was not only standing in the presence of the father he was commander of those who stand in the presence but with anointing now he's, he's in hell Anointing doesn't take you to heaven. Anointing is enablement of God from from God for man to function in what God had ordained. That does not determine heaven or, or hell. Someone can be a miracle worker, heal all the sickness in the or dead bodies in crematorium, and end up in hell. Jesus said it. Not everybody who call me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of my father. But those who do your deeds, do the will of my father. How do we know those who are born again? By their deed. A minister who is cursing people. He is not born again. Because Jesus said, curse not. You may have followership, is irrelevant. Many who are great number, they are in hell today. Hey, listen to me. Jesus said, people look for faults. I don't look for fault. I look for what God wants to do. People said, who sinned? And Jesus said, Father, what are you saying? Oh, Father said, neither sinned. I allowed this so that I can show the world that you are the light of the world. Now give him light. And Jesus said, receive your sight. I was healed. Change your thinking. Rather than we're looking at the mind of Christ. In all the miracles of Jesus this month, this week, that's what we're looking at. Look at the second thing the ministry of Jesus. The mind of Jesus is to do the will of the Father. In all occasions. Write that down. The first one I show you is that the mind of Christ does not think like the mind of man. Jesus does not think what people think. He looks for what God is thinking. The second thing is that to do the will of the Father. Jesus' mind is to do the will of the Father and finish his work. John 4.34 My food said jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work are we together let me tell you something look at me i want to ask all of you how many people here don't have a problem at all one problem you don't have if you raise your hand i will tell you the problem you have oh yes (laughs) yes You know why I'm saying that? The Holy Spirit told me to tell you, there are some of you who feel that you have so much problems. But to let you know, the people around you, some of them, they have more problems than you. But they don't wear it. Like you wear your own. The reason why you are almost destroyed with your problems is because you don't know how to hand over your problems to the Lord and live your life one day at a time. Are we together? Satan always creates problems for people to detract the attention of people. The food of Jesus, Jesus had problems, but his food is to do the work of the Father and to accomplish that work. You see what it says here? He does his will and he accomplishes his work. Let me say this to you after this convention, Decide in your heart that you will not do anything that is contrary to God anymore. Amen. Every time you do it, you open yourself to the devil to punish you. And you know, when Jesus said, "The prince of this world came to me. He found what? Nothing. Look, what are you holding on? That you know is contrary to the will of the Father. The reason why you are holding it on is because you are under spell of Satan." Because as long as Satan can spell you, he can do whatever he determines for you, and God cannot help you. I've shown you this for two months. So, what will I prefer? <clears throat> will I prefer to be a, 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 a you know a subject of the devil all the time of my life, <clears throat> praying against Satan all the time? When I should be thanking God, I would rather want to be free by stopping the things I know I inherited from Lucifer. And your flesh, so that I will prove that the word of God is true, because my life will be, as the Bible says, the steps of the righteous one goes brighter and brighter, rather than being is an example of confusion to God's will, to the will of He who sent it, a prophet in all things, and finishes work. Am I with you? finally Jesus operated in the power of insight John 4 35 the power of insight it says do you not say four months more and then the harvest he says I tell you Open your eyes and look at the fields. Come on now. They are ripe for harvest. I can preach just only this verse for hours, but let me just give you understanding. And then we'll talk about that from tomorrow. We'll carry on. The mind of Christ what we're looking at. We will look at every miracle of as many miracles as possible that Jesus did, and we'll look at what triggered them. Why would Jesus say to the blind, see and he saw? And many of us are struggling about it. Why? What's the difference? Is this mine? Is this mine? Look at this scripture now. It says, do you not say, four more months, and then the harvest?" I tell you, open your eyes. Listen to me. Don't say what people say any longer. And don't say, don't, don't describe your limits by what you can see that you are. Hey? Let me help you understand, we see some of you young in this house, children running about jumping all over the whole place. If we would describe you by sight, that's who you are. But among those of you who jump all over the whole place today are engineers, are doctors, are lawyers, are accountants, people who are now working in top organizations, some of you are close to becoming directors and stuff like that. But while you are running about the church, if we would describe you by the man we saw, you are nothing. Some of you, on the day you were born, on the, on the day you were christened, I carried it in my hand. When I named you, I spoke about your destiny. Said things that we, you will be and things that you will do and those things you are doing today. They have happened to you today. I was with a brother Peter, is it not the last one that we named? The baby of brother Peter and sister Buki. When I went to name their baby, people were there, a number of people, and they gave, they gave me list of names. You know, usually I always ask God what to name a baby in line with the destiny of the baby. They gave me a list of names. And then I said, Lord, the Lord told me the name of that baby. But his name was not on the list the parents gave me. And I asked God, why did you give this boy the name you are giving me? God said, because that boy will be an inventor. He said, a new order of things will come out of the boy for the universe, which will become a legacy after he has gone. That is why you give me the name. But now, the list the parents gave me does not have the name. And the Lord said that, but you always name the babies. The baby, the parents will give the baby name, you give them name. The name you give the baby, that's what they call him. And many of you, I did. So when I read all their names and I said, and this child's name shall be called Judah. The wife said, ha. The moment we close, because I just did quickly and closed. And I told them the reason why this boy was called Judah is because out of Judah a legacy came. Out of this child a lasting legacy is coming to this universe. And the father told me, the the two, the father and the mother said to me, Apostle, I asked my wife when this child was born, what shall we call the child? In my heart I have Judah. And the mother also said Judah without me telling her. As brother, brother Peter said, his wife called the boy Judah, which was the name he had in his spirit but then when they would write the name the names they wrote every name and they didn't put Judah there I said uh, <laughs> that it is interesting that you are now telling us that the name of is Judah I said yes because you see you know in, in our work with God we are at different levels okay what I want for everybody in this church is to come to the level I am in God and then go beyond my level. So I sit down, I see you do what I could not do. God speaks to your heart. As God spoke to their own hearts on the, when the guy was born, before they brought many names. Can you imagine? They, her father asked the mother what name, and the mother said Judah. Is that what happened to John? They asked the name, they don't know. And the woman said, the name of the boy is John. And they said, nobody be John in your family. They gave tablet to the man, and the man wrote, John, who cannot hear? So they could not, both of them did not understand that it was really the voice of God, because it comes like a thought to your mind. Same thing Satan speaks to us. We don't know it is there, and we act upon it only to regret. Listen to me, therefore. Jesus said stop saying what people say our life is hard if i must not hear it from your mouth if life is hard go and see those who are in what torn area in nigeria now there are some 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 demonic elements that possess some human beings and they are going from place to place killing people they kill everybody formerly they they were those who were killing nigeria said that they were muslims they were killing christians but now they start killing the muslims too Boko Haram does not care who you believe. They kill Muslims, they kill Christians. So how can you say that it is against Christians? put now rose up and they called them uh, Fulani herdsmen. There is no heart following them. It is just AK-47 they are carrying about, killing people. They are not really Nigerians. I will gather now, and they are killing people. People said that they are husband. Fulani herdsmen. Let me help you understand something. The devil. That was some robber in Nigeria that turned and graduated to become hired killer. Then graduated to become kidnapper. He's the same one that graduated to become Boko Aram. He's the same one that the graduated, and now call him Fulani husband. He has nothing to do with Fulanis. I'll be in Nigeria next month to help them, next week, to help them know that in this place, in this cathedral, when Fulani husband had not been mentioned, God revealed it here on my pulpit and I told you publicly I saw Boko Haram overpowered. At the time Boko Haram was making all the noise and all the western government don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit said on this pulpit they will be overpowered, but they went under the grass and became like a smoke and they went round the whole country and the smoke started coming out from every part of the country and I see some places where they came out from. They are not full annihilation. It's good to see by God. strange enough christian leaders are saying the same story christian leaders are supposed to be able to see not what people say but what heaven is saying because when christian leaders begin to talk like ordinary human beings, then everybody will believe that that is true and they will mislead the whole nation that's what is happening in nigeria today today who will speak for god none if there was they would have come out Speak by God. Jesus said, don't say what people say. People are always wrong. Then, he says, don't say what physically you can see. Your sight can be limited. But he said, open your eyes. He's not talking to people who are blind. Neither was he talking to people who shut their eyes. Their eyes were physically wide open. And if Jesus can tell a man who is looking, open your eyes. It means that he's not talking about this physical eye. He's talking about the eyes that is inside you. That your physical eye can be wide open, yet you are blind, yet you cannot see, yet you shut your other eyes that can really see. Let me tell you, the things you see are so less and few to the things you cannot see. Right in this room, more are the things that we cannot physically see than what we can see. A child of God must see like Christ. You mustn't see what we will see. You mustn't see the physical condition. If the physical condition is not in line with what God has said, Don't see it. Don't acknowledge it. Garbage it. Because it's temporary. It will give way. I say what you see will give way. If it is not in line with what God has written concerning you, though it's physically manifest, you must disbelieve it and believe the unseen, but it's written. That's what Jesus was saying. He says, then, another thing here. Widen your scope of horizon. Don't put yourself in a box. There are many fields, many opportunities around you every day in England, in Nigeria, in India, everywhere where there's nothing. Many opportunities are there. Don't complain. Look for what God is doing. Look for what the opportunities are and put your head in it. Right now, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Brexit and the consequences and where you can go. In Brexit, I will become a millionaire. Amen. There is something that I would have said in my language, but you can't understand this. All of you breeds. Before I was a breed, I was a bar. You don't understand what I've just said. But that's what I'm saying. You can't even understand that. Look, in the midst of calamity, all right, God remembers somebody. When God decided to destroy the whole world, did he destroy Noah? Listen to me, tomorrow I'm going to talk more about it with, with you. But I want to go home today recognizing this. Available to you is not a field. One way is not what God gave you. He gave you several opportunities around you. But you cannot see them with physical eye until you connect with the mind of Christ. Then you can see. You are more than what you think you are. What you are today is just what is. What would be of you? Show me, can you point to it? Is anybody who can point to what will be of him? It is, it is hidden in the realm of the Spirit, but you can call it to manifestation. Even now, with the eyes of the Spirit, and then you can begin to walk towards it, though you have not seen it, but you can access it with the eyes of the Spirit. And that can order yourself. So that when they now said there is no job in England, they are looking for you everywhere for a job. I would get now. But applying that to you, uh, 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 light of the world. Look at all these seats. They look empty, isn't it? They are filled. Look at. They are filled. They are filled so much more that there is no... Uh, uh, people who are standing to the door and there is no space for them to, to come in look at the fields they arrive for harvest don't look at the fields that you know that you can see god is beyond your sight and he's saying to us today we you change our mental so that we can see through the mind of of christ therefore don't say what people say speak by revelation Note that what, I, what heaven is saying is always different from what people are saying. Don't limit yourself to what you say. See, but speak by the Holy Spirit. What you cannot see are more than what you can see. Tomorrow we are going to be looking into the faith of Christ. Because you know that the times I have with you here is so short. But the mind of Christ is what will drive us into the faith of Christ. Because faith is a substance that operates in the mind. Eh? Do we agree say amen? God bless thou. Put your hands together for the Lord. (laughs) Let's stand up together and pray. We're going to give God praise for tonight. Just thank God for the power of revelation of his word. Lift up your voice, I'm going to pray. Father, thank you for the power of revelation of your word. The Bible says you send your word and it heal your people and it delivered them from all their bondages. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now tell the Lord open my eyes to see beyond the physical. Give me insight. Give me insight. Oh, sovereign Lord. In Jesus' anointed name. I can't hear your amen. You know, maybe for your title, you can call this Operating in the Mind of Christ. That will be a better communicative title. Operating in the mind of Christ. You know something? When we come into tomorrow, I will begin to look into the miracles into until Sunday. You will be amazed. But this is the bedrock. We all have the mind of Christ. Yeah? Come on, now I say I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> We're gonna pray, Lord. Enable me to begin to operate to the fullest. The mind of Christ in me. Lift up your voice I'm begin to pray. Let my human mind submit to the counsel of the Spirit. Let my human mind submit to the mind of Christ in me. The Bible says we all have the mind of Christ. Tell the Lord. Help me to operate fully in the mind of Christ in me. Submit, subdue my human mind. Under the mind of Christ. Enable me, O God. I ask for enablement. Jesus said, that man did not sin, neither did the parents sin. Born blind, it is because God wants to be glorified. Tell the Lord, help me to be able to see God in every situation, not my mind, not what people say. Blessed be your holy name, O God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. As you have spoken, so it shall be unto you. Father, we bless your name for grace and mercy. We go home today refreshed by your Spirit. How great will it be when all your sins on earth can operate in your mind? Every limitation in our mind, take them our Father. Father, help us to operate like your Son. As we go deeper tomorrow, we enter into greater unction of the Spirit. For that which you have empowered today and imparted today, we thank you. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name, we pray with thanksgiving. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. amen. Somebody say, amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the, the, the person who spoke about tax, when you close, you can always see him.